I'm making an executive decision. Uh oh. We're moving into the summer. I think this summer we're gonna cover just summer movies. Summer movies slash kids in danger. Sweep the lick. You have a problem with that. Welcome to the Project Gen X Retro Summer Series 2022. Sarah, beware. I have been generous up until now, but I can be cruel. Starting in May and ending in August, we will review the summer movies from our youth that include Tron. I still don't understand why you want to break into the system. Because, man, somewhere in one of these memories is the evidence. If I got in far enough, I could reconstruct it. Adventures in babysitting. Don't fuck with the babysitter. The Goonies. Don't say that. Never say that. Goonies never say die. Back to the future. Whoa, this is heavy. There's that word again. Heavy. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? What? And so much more. We talked into the night. The kind of talk that seemed important until you discover girls. If I can only have one food for the rest of my life, that's easy. Pass. Cherry flavor pass. Along the way, we will also sprinkle in some non-movie goodness that will remind us what it was like to be a kid when the socks were high, the shorts were extra short, and there wasn't a cell phone to be seen. E.T. phone home. E.T. phone home. Who wants to call somebody? So sit back and join Big Dave, Barry, and myself, Alan Smith, to relive the magic of the 80s and the retro summer. Welcome back to the Project Gen X Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Alan Smith, along with... I'm the other guy, Big Dave. And I'm Barry! And we want to welcome you back to the show, and thank you for you know listening all summer long for our uh, Retro Summer 2022. And since we are coming to you from the future, say I hope you, we really hope you enjoyed the episode with Miss Diana Goodman yes. that we did last... Uh, last uh, <laughs> yeah, of course, we haven't recorded it when we're doing this, yeah. <laughs> so we have no idea how that's going to go. She may hate us before uh, it's Yeah, over, it's yeah. like she may walk off in the middle of the show before we have a chance here. It's, uh, I, but, I blame uh, you. It's all your fault. You know I probably will be, Pre- honestly. Preemptive so. strike. It's your fault, Al. But hey, I'm, I'm going to say this. For our listeners that have been so dedicated to us, that have mm-hmm. listened this entire summer long, we have a little present for you. Uh-oh. That's this episode. This is one yeah. of my favorite movies of okay. all time. Still well, one of my favorite movies We are covering the time. 1985 or 4? 5. 5. Movie, The Goonies. Yes! I'm excited. Because Goonies never say die. Absolutely. And no, uh, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. Goonies never say die. Calm down, Mikey. All Calm right, down. all right, all right. Um, um, yeah, and you know this is you know <laughs> this is in some ways uh, an origin story for Thanos. So <laughs> I never thought about it that way, but he's not. He's not wrong. <laughs> uh, Barry, give us the stats before I give it. you the uh, the the rundown. The Allen's rundown. That's right. Um, all right, so The Goonies, directed by Richard Donner. Good old dick. Uh, screenplay, Christopher Columbus. Story, Steven Spielberg. I forgot that all three of those guys really? were involved in this. Yeah. Uh, produced yes. all produced three by of Richard Donner. Uh, yeah. Done by Amblin Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Which is Spielberg's film. Yeah. Film company, yep. so. Initial budget on this thing was $19 million. 
That's nineteen million dollars in eighty-five money. Again, box that, office budget. It's about sixty million, I guess. What it pulled at the box? Oh, off. it was huge. Hundred and twenty-five mm-hmm. mil. So more than a nickel. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Now, and how they never made a sequel after making that much. Thank movie. goodness. Yes. I'm glad they did. We'll, we'll get into all that Agreed. later, but it's uh, so. Time for the cast. Get comfy, boys, because oh, this is a lengthy this one. This is a good one. As Mikey Walsh, we have Sean Astin mm-hmm. from Lord of the Rings and one of my favorites, Fifty First Dates. Rudy. Encino Man. Rudy. Rudy. No, Encino Man. Rudy. <laughs> Playing his brother Brandon or Brand. And Stranger Things. Come on. Yeah, true. <laughs> yep. Josh Brolin mm-hmm. as Brand Walsh. Mm-hmm. For the longest time, I never knew what Brand was short for, but apparently Brandon. Brandon. Uh, you know him from Deadpool 2, True Grit, W, tons of other movies. Um, Marvel Endgame. And oh, Infinity yeah. No, I was War. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk about the big purpley wrinkly. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Um, from, uh, playing Lawrence Chuck Cohen, uh, Chunk Cohen, excuse Chunk. me, was Jeff Cohen. Uh, he didn't do a whole lot of movie works, but he did a ton of TV with Webster, The Facts of Life, and was actually on Kids Incorporated. Oh, really? I didn't nice. know it. Oh, okay. Uh, playing Clark Mouth Devereaux. <laughs> the Corey only Felt. person that could play a character named Mouth, Mouth. in yep. the 80s. <laughs> and I'm speaking, we'll yeah. get into that in a minute. Uh, Corey Feldman, yes. one of the Corys, you know, obviously from Stand By Me, Lost Boys, all the goodies. Um, playing Richard Data Wang was, and it depends on which way you look at this, I, I've seen him listed as Jonathan Kwan, I've mm-hmm. seen him as K-Hugh Kwan, mm-hmm. and then Jonathan K-Hugh Kwan. Mm-hmm. Um, he's recently was in, um, I can't remember what this Everything is. All at Once. Yes, and I heard he was amazing right, in yeah, it. Well, it's, it's Everything All at Once uh, right now. Or I, I forget what, yeah, it's, it's supposed to be a really great movie. But, you haven't I remember right, it. he was also Short Round. He, he was, was Short, short round, round, and yep. he was also in Encino Man. Yes, he was. Uh, playing, I did not. So we had everything. A Goonie, we had a mini Goonies reunion. Everything yes. comes back to Brendan Fraser, yeah. of course. Everything and Paulie uh, Shore and Paulie Shore. So yeah. So I didn't know her full name on this until I looked it up. But Andrea Teresa Andy Carmichael mm-hmm. was Carrie Green, mm-hmm. who I think every boy obsessed with on the eighties. She was also in Lucas. She was in Lucas, she was and she was in, in Summer Lucas. Rental, which is yes, one of my right. favorite movies. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, playing Stephanie Steph Steinbrenner was Martha Plimpton, Martha Plimpton. from Parenthood and The Mosquito Coast. She's another great kinds. movie. Yep. She was in Beautiful Girls. She was in Raising Hope. She was in. Um, you know who her father is, right? Martha Plimpton? Yes, George Plimpton. It's her dad. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, playing Lotney Sloth Fratelli. Yes. John Matusak. We're double dipping this summer with him. Yes, we are, because he was in One Crazy Summer, and he's also in, I know, one of your favorite movies, hmm. Ice Pirates. Oh, yes. That's right. <laughs> Space Herbie! With a whole bunch of football players. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Dick Butkus and Green. What was the guy's name? Mean Joe Green. Uh, was it, yeah, Mean Joe. Yeah, mean we're Joe all Green's in that. Yeah. Um, playing Mama Fratelli was Ann Ramsey. Yes. Yep. You know her from Scrooged. And more importantly, you know her from Throw Mama from the Train. Yes. Yeah. Alan. Yes. Alan. Playing Jake Fratelli was Richard Davey, mm-hmm. who was in Showgirls. Mm-hmm. As He's well kind of one of those, hey, it's that guy. He is. You know, yeah, uh, the craggy face. Yes. But yeah. more importantly, he was in License to Kill, one of my favorite Bond movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing Francis Fratelli. Joey Pants. Joey, Joey Pants. Pants. <laughs> Joey Pantoliano. Pantoliano. <laughs> Matrix and Bound. Yes. Um, Bound. Um, Have you guys seen Bound? Yes. I Bound. love that movie, dude. 
playing Irene Walsh, uh, Mikey and Bran's mom, mm-hmm. was an actress by the name of Mary Ellen Trainer. You know her from Die Hard yes, yes. and Lethal that's Weapon. That's right. That's right. She was uh, playing Irving. The dad was Keith Walker. He was actually the screenwriter for uh, Free Willy. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. we should definitely throw him from the train. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, playing Rosalita Lupe Anataveros. Uh, she was in As Good As It Gets and Selena. Did she kill Selena? Playing Troy Perkins <laughs> was, I can't make this name up, Steve, oh, Steve Anton. I almost said Steve Austin. But uh, <laughs> Steve Anton from bottom line. another double dip, uh-huh. SFW. Yes. I forgot he was yeah. in that. Yeah, that's true. Um, there's a lot of other you know character actors that are in this, but this is one of the few movies where you actually get to see the director make a cameo Yes, in he it. does. He plays, Richard Donner actually plays the sheriff's deputy. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the lead cinematographer is plays Mouth's dad. Uh, his name was Nick McLean. And the part of the dead FBI agent was played by a stuntman by the name of Ted Grossman, who apparently has been in everything. Oh, stuntmen are always in everything. I'm telling you, they don't get enough credit. All right. Are we ready for my summary? I don't know if we're ready for I'm it, I'm never ready for it, but go ahead. The Goondocks in Astoria, Oregon, is facing foreclosure. So a ragtag group of unattended children, remember this is Generation X we're talking about, still in treasure map and proceed to be chased by a family of criminals to the caverns underneath the Fratelli's hideout. They nearly escape death frequently, but somehow still manage not to be injured, and they make a new friend along the way as they find One-Eyed Willie's treasure and save the goondocks. The end. So, let's talk about this movie. How, what? <laughs> Who are you and what did you do with Alan? Wait, did I miss it? I, I feel like I missed it. I took a swig of Diet Coke. I totally missed it. I just, that that almost sounded normal. Wow. I love this movie. I was about to say. I love Did we just find your kryptonite? I mean, movie. what was this? Okay. <laughs> this was, I started to write a completely smart ass, like, and I got part of the way into it. I was like, no, I'm just going to do the summary on this like a, a brief like basically that really that's the whole movie right there for the most like, part yeah. as far as the plot goes but there are so many details in this that we need oh, to yeah. talk about so let's get to it all right <laughs> well, where do you want to start Since at you- the beginning that opening scene with the goonies logo and how it likes the, the skull and crossbones oh, and yeah. it, the, it goes into the eye yep and then you're in the jail mm-hmm. that is amazing it is one of the most richard donner things that has ever been put on film completely <laughs> agreed <laughs> completely agreed and god love him richard donner i mean it was so funny how all this came about because apparently this was something that either Spielberg had been kicking around for a while or mm-hmm. Columbus had been kicking around for a while. One of the two of them had wanted to do this type of thing. And Donner somehow was able, and from what I read in the, the, the cast notes and from a few interviews, they said it wasn't completely a smooth acting positions, but Donner knew how to work with kids mm-hmm. and he got the best out of Every single one mm-hmm. of these, well, every single character that was played in this was so just perfectly sculpted. Richard Donner has the same magic that Spielberg did at a certain point in his career of being able to not only work with children, but actually get that childhood wonder on film. And there's a couple of things that he did in this that, yeah. that really well, encompass I'll that. tell you one other thing I'll go back to. Yeah. Popeye. Yeah. Okay. Eh. It's not a great movie. I mean, it is what it is, but it's, it's one of those things that... Robert it, Altman. But, yeah. 
Was it Altman? That it was did? Altman. Okay, it was Altman. Never yeah. mind. Well, never mind then. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Everything I said is, is wrong but at this I, point. So the, no, the, but to, to um, what you were talking about so beforehand, there's, a, there's one infamous scene in this movie that truly they did in the first take. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I take that back. They did in the second take. Is the scene where the kids first see the pirate ship. Yes. Yeah. And Donner specifically did not let, let them, them see, see anything yeah. about this until that moment because he yep. wanted to encompass that moment on film. Well, and when they did it the first time, one of the characters yelled out, oh, shit, and they had to cut it and refilm it. I don't know yeah. why because, let, let's be honest, this is one of those movies that goes into the category of if it hadn't been released in either the 70s or 80s, There's it no would have never have been made never. because, you know, when the you know the jailbreak at the beginning of it yep. and when they're being chased through the town and Chunks at the arcade and he sees the police chase. Slams his milkshake. His milkshake and the first thing out of his mouth is, oh, shit. Yep. I remember being in the theater with my mom. I'm 10 years old. Yeah. Or was just 84 or 85? 85. 85. I'm 11 years old. Yeah. And my mom just being like, oh, what have I gotten myself into here? And this yeah. was a PG movie. Yeah. I mean, now, and, and there's well, really nothing that's worse than PG in this, but it's still, yeah. you know, this was even after the PG-13 had been implemented. Yeah. Yeah, it was a year afterwards. Yeah. But it's just, this is not your typical kids movie. And this honestly is kind of the template for our our retro summer 2022 oh, yeah. you know when we first kids started unattended talking about slash this, kids this in danger this was the first like, song, the first one that we yeah, came up i with. mean it's it was just one of those things where it's like no 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 these kids are in imminent danger for the, the entire, entire movie time. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> everything and there's not a parent to be found no. and they are so, and they're, they're they're basically depending on being self-reliant they, they now, should granted, have not they should have not only Died, but at least come away with multiple compound fractures and concussions. Still and in therapy, have, and might have stitches, and might have lost some limbs. Or, still I mean, in therapy, just, you know. Yeah, still in I therapy. Know. I mean, and, just, and not to mention, one of them has now invited Sloth mm-hmm. without to, consulting his parents yes. to come. Hey, live you're going to come live with us now, which is the sequel I want to see. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt, the Chunk and Sloth road trip movie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, or Buddy movie. I, I know. Jeez, cop movie. A buddy, buddy cop, cop movie. movie. Yes. Buddy cop movie. But yes, <laughs> I want to see the Chunk and Sloth Buddy cop hop, hop, uh, Buddy cop movie. That would be amazing. <laughs> Slob Riggs and Sloth. Riggs and Murdoch would have nothing on yes. these guys. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Which, by the way, okay, I know we're going to be jumping around a lot in this, but <laughs> you, you, you brought up something there that I loved. Speaking of Sloth, did you catch the two t-shirts that Sloth wore in the movie? Well, oh, two of them. One, One of them was Superman, right. which was a Richard Donner movie. Yes, yes. yes, it was. The first time you see him, he's wearing... An Oakland Raiders oh, shirt. Who was, oh, he, that's He right. played for the Oakland Raiders. Because yeah. yeah. played for the Raiders, yeah. yep. you know? I guess uh, at that time they were the L.A. Raiders, though. I don't um, remember. I think well, so. And by that point, they would have been. I think maybe. Yeah, because they moved Let, in the let's early be honest. 80s. Let's just go ahead and refer to them as the California Raiders. Yeah. Because no, it because didn't matter. now they're the Las Vegas now Raiders. They're in Vegas. So. Well, I, no, that's what I'm saying is because when they were in California, it didn't matter if it was L.A. or Oakland. You did not want to go to a no, football you game did not in that go stadium the because hole. they were the Never. scariest fan base. And they would start, I mean, dude, they would, there were fights constantly with, with opposing oh, fans. Yeah. And the, There's I mean, a reason just, why yeah. their fan base looked like the Legion of Doom. Yeah, I know. I mean, it come just, on. It, yeah. they, they were, well, and you got guys like Lyle Alzado playing for you. That's like, yeah. long. I mean, yeah. these guys were like no joke. And then they got neutered and moved to Las Vegas. Man. All right. So back to the movie. Anyway. 
there is so much to unpack in this movie. I mean, again, you're talking about the idea of that group of friends that somehow fall together. Right. You know, which, let's face facts, everybody, everybody had that one group of friends at some point in time in their life that you have no idea how in the world you became friends, well, why you're friends, well, in this you're movie, just this, friends. In, in this, this movie, movie it's, it's, it's fairly obvious because it's by location. They all live in the same it neighborhood. It is, but it isn't. Yeah. Because, I mean, yes, they live in the same neighborhood, but look at, they have nothing in common. Yeah, no, but nothing. But, you but know, look at the time period. I had friends that we were friends because we lived in the same neighborhood. Right. Well, you we know, had nothing in common. There was, you but know, there was nobody else to go hang out with. In this time period, you know, I had a neighbor who, like, what she did for a living was that she was, she was a nanny. She kept kids. Yeah. Right. So during the summer, I knew that I was going to have friends. Yeah. That that I pretty much just saw during the summer, but I knew we were going to go on all kinds of. Or we, in our minds, they were much grander adventures than they actually were, but there was going to be all day long playing and just having a good time. Yeah. And that's kind of the same thing here, you know, and completely unsupervised. Sometimes you're... <laughs> right. sometimes, Don't come home until the light until the street lights start coming on, you know. Sometimes you're simply comrades by proximity. Yeah, I know, I know. And so, well, and, and I have to say that while this movie is a bit of a time capsule, very you have to so. admit, there's a lot of references that you're only going to really oh, yeah. understand if you were alive during that time period. I still say that this movie is timeless because I go watch tomorrow. Absolutely. I could show this to my oh, seventeen year old nephew and he'd love it. So you know, well. I may go home and watch it tonight. I mean, my kids again. <laughs> yes, there's so many. I mean, even the little elements like you know, what was the when they were accusing Chunk of the lies that he's yeah, told? You, you yeah, you said that you know, Michael Jackson stopped at your house to use the bathroom. Okay, yeah. I lied about that, but that, his sister did. <laughs> that time you ate your weight in Mr. Gaddy's. Pizza, I know. Or Godfather's, Mr. Pizza. Ga- Godfather's pizza. Godfather's yeah, that's pizza. Right, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And th- this all very nineteen mid eighties. Oh yeah. type stuff. Well, and on top of that, did you catch the fact that this is now? They've established with this movie the Donnerverse. Yes. You know, the fact that when um, uh, Chunk calls into the police and is reporting what's going on, I want to report a murder. Oh, yeah. Because how about gremlins? He says, yeah. you know, what about those times they told me those little creatures, all those little creatures that just multiply when you yeah, throw water on them? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah, this, was, this was a year later. This was the Donnerverse. Yeah. This was the beginning of the Donnerverse. So, Which, I mean. I think we should go back and explore at some point. Oh, well, like, no, seriously. Yeah. I won't. So, I, Donner is Donner still alive? I, I don't know. I'll have I to go back I, and look. I, I don't remember. I know yeah. Altman died a few years back yep. <laughs> since I confused them so much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm checking on it now. One I think day. Donner. I think Donner might have passed. I could be wrong about that. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. It would be awesome though if he decided to like go full like Marvel MCU and create <laughs> and just, his own yeah, universe. Like, yeah. All right. What have I directed? Well, it's all together. You, 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 know? you either get Marvel or you get Tarantino, so you have to be kind I'm of careful on that. I'm fine with Tarantino as well. Uh, he's gone. He is. That's what I thought. Uh, July fifth, twenty one. Oh, well, mm-hmm. just recently. Mm-hmm. Recently, but uh, you, last you, summer you were talking about uh, the birth of Thanos. Yes, this was Josh Brolin's first movie. Yes, you know, and and all right, let's let's talk about yeah. Josh Brolin in this movie. Obviously, he's the older brother mm-hmm. of you know Mikey of, of Mikey. Yeah. This. You look at Josh Brolin and everybody else in this movie, and it's like, okay, we have children, yeah, and then we have this man child yes. over here, this gigantic <laughs> human being that, like, okay, one of these things is not like the other, and it's perfect because he it. is that older brother yeah. or that older cousin, like I had, yeah. that was like, you know, that was like. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll give you crap, but nobody else better give you any crap. And whatsoever. was there a better right. scene that when he stole that little girl's bike? Oh, I you know. see this huge human being trying oh, to no. pedal on this well, little know, bike. There's that great scene after everybody leaves, you yep. know, and like 
the um the developers come around and blah 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 yep. and mikey's out on the porch and like he's starting to cry because he's it's like we're gonna lose this place mm-hmm. and brand comes out the other side the of side the porch door. and comes yeah, out how you and feel just grabs and grabs him and just gives him a hug and then as an older brother would do grabs him by the head and then drags him yeah. <laughs> like it's <laughs> yep i mean it was perfect it is this, it's a, <laughs> i really think there's a lot of movies that kind of encapsulate what it was like to be a child yes. in that era. Yes. And I think this movie kind of sets the standard for it. Absolutely. I mean, there was so many little elements of how they interacted well, with one another. Like, you know, Martha Plimpton's character, I, I feel like I'm babysitting, but I'm not getting paid. Yeah, you I know. know. Those kinds know, of things, I'm like, exactly. that's perfect. Exactly. Because, again, you're talking about... Her making what, fun of her friend after she kisses the little brother because she yes, wouldn't open her yeah. eyes. Yes. Well, you know, between that... Does Brand have braces? Between that and Andy and Brand, you know, you have these three older... like. These yeah, teenagers right. with all these they're probably what 10 11 years old somewhere around in there maybe you know i would say they're, probably in 12 yeah somewhere you know. but that preteen yeah somewhere in that preteen you know they're not quite you know, right they're going to do a lot of growing over the next few years right. you know but physically and emotionally and all that kind of stuff but it's one of those things where they're still like that's brand's little brother and his yeah. and his yeah. weird friends his you weird know friend. yeah, his yeah. weird friends exactly, that's exactly you know? it it's exactly weird friends. it's a weird annoying friend yeah you know uh but i but, mean she makes fun of her friend for kissing little brother but right. when the little brother comes out she's actually like kind of like, over here lover boy yeah, yeah, and, know, take, and taking care of him and making sure he's going the right direction i know so it's like and i've always loved martha plimpton yeah she, you know she's one of the she is one of those timing well but she's also one of those actors that you can like take her and drop her into a movie or a television show or something and it's like this just got better. Yeah. Like, this got a lot better. Oh, it's you like know? the other actor that we talked about not long ago. That um, Which one? Um, the only one I can think of right now is Armageddon. He played the colonel that was going to... Oh, William Fickner. Yes, William, William Fickner. Fickner. You drop him into any movie. Any yeah. movie. And you know? he instantly and you gets know, better. And I'll tell you somebody else who... Uh, a, a newer actor that I think is the same way as Carrie Coon. Yeah, I think yeah, you know. I can see that. I, I had because when when uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, I didn't know she was. I didn't realize she was in that movie. As soon as she came on, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be good. Like I had no doubt. I was like, hey, with her here, this is gonna be fine. You know that that's a. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, that's but yeah, Martha Plimpton. I think is is kind of one of those kind of. She's a great. Actor. She's highly underrated. You know, I agree. So, and I say because one of my favorite movies is a movie called Beautiful Girls that came out in ninety. Yes, that you keep and talking she, about. Yes. Yes. Now, we are going yet. to cover it on this. That's show. That's a great point. movie. Uh, but she, again, she's not one of the main because it's kind of an ensemble cast. Yeah. But she's kind of in like that second tier. But but every time she's on film, mm-hmm. it's like no, I understand this character. I understand why she's doing the things she's doing. Right. And yeah. she's not wrong. And she's still emoting like you wouldn't believe. You know, right. it's, just, it's just so good in it. Anyway, well, so. and you want to talk about some great casting on this. I mean, this, this, just everything about this was so perfect. I mean, let's, let's talk about Mouth for a minute here. <sighs> Corey Feldman. Mouth. Mouth. Okay, so first yeah. of all. What a great nickname. Not only was it a great a nickname. Corey Feldman character. I found this out. <laughs> Do you remember the scene in the movie towards the end of it where they're, the Fratellis have captured them and they're getting You're the one they call Mouth. Why aren't you saying anything? <laughs> that was legit. Everything that he had in his, mouth, had in his mouth was That's in his mouth. Jewels. That was shot in one scene, one sh- one take. Come on, come on, spit it out, spit it out. I was blown <laughs> away by that. And everybody had that smart ass friend know, that you know I just know. thought he oh. was. Ours is sitting here at the table. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I knew to I my knew immediate left. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but you know everybody had that one guy that you kept around that you knew was going to get you in trouble. You knew his mouth was going. <laughs> all right, get all right, all right. I'll, I'll <laughs> even just, even now in our, in our middle age, 
I am still that one friend that you guys have that's oh, like, yeah. oh my God, if he doesn't shut up, we're all going to have to fight our way out of here. We are going to die. <laughs> we, may, we may start calling you mouth after this, actually. But, it's better uh, than I mean, being chunks. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, we could take these characters apart piece by piece, but mouth was one of my favorites just because of the fact that he was so quick-witted. And he was this weird kind of like amalgam of knowledge that nobody would have ever expected. Yeah, Would absolutely. you ever expect Alan to know how to speak, you know, Spanish fluently? I mean, well, come on, you know? <laughs> Whether or not he was actually fluent in Spanish is a whole other well, thing. Well, but I mean, he, he knew enough of it. <laughs> well, he knew enough. And the whole scene with Rosalita where he's telling her, you know, always separate the drugs. I'll, you know, I'll, that's I'll, I'll tell you, the, yeah. the, the same thing with mouth. I know enough Spanish to get, Spanish to get myself in trouble. Well, there so you go. <laughs> but, you know, that, I mean, we, we talked a little bit about mouth. We talked a little bit about, you know, Brandon and right. Mike. But, but let's talk about Chunk and Data. Chunk. Okay? The, okay. The, the, so, the, we'll start with Chunk. Okay. So every group of friends has that one friend that likes to... Um, thinks they're bigger than they No, really that are. likes Over-exaggerate to... Over-exaggerate uh, and tell a story. Stretch the truth, you know. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, never, let, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. There you exactly. go. That's we, a good way we, to put it. That's every good put it. friend group has one of those. We're not going to start naming names here, but it is one of those. <laughs> Why are you looking at I'm me? Looking I feel at attacked. I'm just, I'm just saying because it's not true. We, we've all we've all had that. No, friend. he's right. He's right. And and it's one of those things where you kind of get into the whole: is it the truth or is it that person's truth? You well, know. And it's kind of a all right, you know. And um, the casting for this with Jeff Cohen. I mean, Jeff Cohen was a relative unknown. Yeah. Nobody. Well, knew. you know what's so funny is it like they kind of like played him as the fat kid and he wasn't they fat did. by any stretch of the imagination did you know I mean, he was just he a little had, he was he was growing he yeah. was gonna out he had yeah. all his baby chubby. fat big whatever yeah, yeah it's we like, all yeah. were but did you notice when he did the truffle shuffle mm-hmm. that poor kid had chicken pox while he was filming yeah. this yeah. and was still infested with it he would they were gonna rewrite him as a different character and he's like no i'm going to do this so hats off to cohen the fact that he played his way through this while still suffering with chicken pox right and, you know, and, that was, and, and good on him because now you know everybody else is infected and they go ahead and get it out <laughs> exactly. of the way. <laughs> you know, chicken pox party. Chicken pox party. Yeah, yeah, you know, another another great Gen X thing that our parents <laughs> used to do. Oh, your kid has chicken pox? Let me bring my kids over so he can get sick too. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for setting me up for shingles later in life. So good it's a, plan, good plan. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, Chunk and then you got Data, who I love. Yes. Data was, my, I think, my I favorite. I think we all always. wanted to be Data. Because yeah. he, all the inventions that he had and well, stuff. He was, you know, he was the a, James Bond. Right. He, was, he was the Q. He wanted to be Q, you know? He was the Donatello of the group. Exactly. He was the Donatello. Yeah. That's perfect. He was the Donatello <laughs> of the group. Yep. And the fact that none of his stuff worked. <laughs> yeah. None of it worked. Well, that's well, not true. None, it none worked. of it worked the way it was supposed to work. I mean, the 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 pinchers of life saved him from the spikes. Twice. Pinchers, pinchers twice. of power. Saved, oh, pinchers, pinchers of power. Pinchers of power saved him twice. Twice. Okay. Yes. <laughs> One in a way he wasn't expecting. So. I still yep. love the little dart gun that was to the belt where he's testing it out and he fires it at the dumpster and he starts pulling the dumpster towards yeah, him. Yeah, I know. I know. It's an... <laughs> Luckily, it catches and drags him out of the way of the car chase. Exactly, yeah. you know, and and that's the other thing you want to talk about. How you know? An, oh, that an, opening sequence. The where opening you have sequence. All this stuff. You're basically introduced to all the characters in their kind of environment. Exactly. You know. You know yes. During the car chase. Exactly. Yes. You know, yes. and it's it's really kind of just a unique way to introduce these people without. Again, it's a very Richard Donner. It is, to do. but it works. It, 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 you it, know, it is great. So, and then you get into okay. So we've talked about chunk. We've talked about data. We've talked a little bit about brand and mikey uh let's get into the ladies i mean andy andy was that i think everyone knew this girl either in middle school or high school who everyone was in love with but she couldn't quite understand why 
that's the kind of vibe that I got from Carrie Green through this movie is that everybody was just kind of or maybe obsessed with her. Jen. <laughs> Barry's not going to get that whatsoever. Gone. Everybody else that knows knows Dave and I knows exactly what we're talking about. So. But hi, Jen. But I think hi. I think she does listen to the show sometimes. Yeah. Hi, Jen. So, hi up there in Canada. So it's. <laughs> but I think this was you know just a very sweet moment because I, I I I've had talked to many many people about this movie and I've had several people that have told me that that was their favorite character because that's who they associated with mm-hmm. you know. She was not comfortable with all this attention. She didn't get it. She mm-hmm. just wanted to be who she was. And like, you know, the whole scene with Troy trying to look down her shirt with the, the, yeah, know, the rear view mirror and all that other kind of stuff. I mean, it was, it's got to be an awkward. It's kind of, it's you know? that, of course, we're three guys sitting here talking about this, but it's kind of that someone who is coming into their sexuality, yeah, you know, as a teenager, as a young teenager, and not realizing right not the able to process it's not as a yeah. process like no i'm still the same person that i was before this why right. are you treating me different i, I get yeah I, yeah that's and then you get steph into the mix and steph <laughs> welcome to adulthood yeah steph, <laughs> steph to me always was kind of like the voice of reason yes. for this entire movie yes. you know? she was the street smarts character. she was she was the one that was just like look you're being an idiot you know and right she right. was the common sense, logic, street smarts. Right. Absolutely. And, and, and just, I think that that's kind of the, the perfect amalgam of all of these. Who, when you put them all into one group, it worked. Who, honestly, absolutely. between the two girls, she was a character I was actually more drawn to. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, okay, she's cute, yeah, but okay, she's smart. I can have a conversation with her. Well, it's, it's the difference between, like, Andy is the the girl, like I said, that you, you know that you aspire. Like, oh, right. my God, I would love to, you know. But Steph is like, your best friend yeah you know it's like oh no she's she's cute but she's like she can hang with the guys you know it's yeah well <laughs> that's why she, i would she be hitting take anybody's crap exactly yeah. was, that's exactly you know, you know and you know i just I, I love that amalgam of how they all worked and it just seemed like everybody had some little role that they played that was unique to just them andy with the piano data with his gadgets you know mouth with the spanish you know steph is the ruby soho of this group there you go. No, it's like, there you go. I'm getting all the referencing stuff. I'm loving you know, references stuff into this. Now that you say that, that makes so much more sense to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. Every time, every every interview or, or Facebook video or whatever or the Instagram video with them yep. at Bucky's and stuff that I see every so every time I'm just like, no, I want to be her best friend. Yeah, like absolutely. I want us to, I want us to go on a road trip together and and like just get into all kinds of shenanigans, <laughs> sit in front of a bad movie and make fun of exactly. it, exactly you know, that kind of stuff. And I, I, I would like give my eye teeth to sit in a you know a theater with Martha Plimpton and make fun of a bad movie. Oh, absolutely, that absolutely. would be absolutely. It's the Oh, if you could get her and Ruby Soho, oh, that'd be so oh, awesome. <laughs> done, done. All right, we could all die. Let's <laughs> let's switch gears here again. Okay, anyway, I, and and I want to throw let's let's talk about some other main characters that were in this. I'm talking about Mama and the boys. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about the. Fratellis. We got to talk about the Fratellis. Which, by the way, we talked in one of our previous episodes where a, a 80s movie inspired one band name. This was another one. There is a band called the, the Fratellis. Fratellis. Yes, you know? yes, there is. Yeah. I don't for, know how shitty they are, but well, <laughs> well, we're not going to talk about it. Uh, for all you Chicago Blackhawks fans, you know exactly who the, they are. The Fratellis uh, and Ramsey. Man, and Ramsey was. I, she was such. This was before, because you know, we talked about Throw On From The Train, which yes. came out, like, what, two years after this, three years after uh, this, something like that? It was not like, say, too long after. It was like 86 yeah. or 87. Because she did that, it. then she did Scrooged. Yeah, but the thing is, is that she had a stroke, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And so, like, when you watch Throw Mama From The Train, she's really having a hard time talking. It's but it actually slurred. worked to her it, favor. It very much did, you know? but this was pre-that. Right. And it's one of those things that Anne Ramsey, 
for being a five foot nothing little woman is intimidating. Is intim- man, oh, you I would never cross this woman. <laughs> Terrifying. That woman And I'm sure she was a lovely person in real life. Oh yeah. But it's but it's one of those things that she could move into that don't fuck with me well, without any problems whatsoever. And that's perfect for this family of criminals. And, and you know, it's just, just I mean it, 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 it's the whole Mob Barker thing of it exactly. all. You know? yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It was go. very Mob Barker. <laughs> there and, you go. And I have to say we don't talk about costuming very much in mm-hmm. this on this podcast. Oh, her with the beret. The beret yeah, was so perfect and, and the pearls, on the, you know, the pearls, know, the berets. She looks like somebody's mom. And yeah, the whole scene at the very end where she's looking at, you know, one eyed Willie going, Thank you, Mr. Willie. Yeah, I know. I was like, Wow. Yeah. yeah, this just takes on a whole new creepy level. I, and she could have walked around this entire movie carrying a Thompson machine gun and absolutely. would not have surprised absolutely. me at all. Not absolutely. at all. She, she was you straight know? up Ma Barker and it was perfect. Come on. This is a woman that was like getting ready to put Chunk's hand into a blender. Yep. Okay. Yep. To get him to talk, <laughs> you know? Yep. Let's talk. I, one of my all time favorite scenes in the movie. It's it's they're, trying to get him to, they're trying to get him to talk. Oh my god. And he starts confessing to all this everything. stuff. And what's his name? Uh, not Joey Pants, but the other, uh, uh, the other uh, uh, Frank or whatever his name does for tell whatever. It's sitting there just like he's like smiling and he goes, I'm really starting to like this kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jake, 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 Jake. When he's telling the story about, but the fake, I think I'm about, really starting to about like about the this fake kid. vomit over the, the just, oh just like he's like, I'm really starting to like this kid. <laughs> I'm, honestly, I'm honestly surprised that Chunk didn't end up a member of the Fratelli. Hey, I know, or taking it over. Yeah, you know? yeah, kinda, well, exactly. Kind of did. Well, you know, it's, well, okay. So you talked about Jake. Let's talk about right, Jake and Francis for a minute, because right. I mean, you know, and I love their dynamic. They're oh, always God. fighting. They're like, two that, brothers. They're the, two brothers that are just incompetent as hell. That stereotypical. Typical Italian brothers of like you've got the muscle fighting, the just yeah, just fighting constantly, but they but they love each other. And then you, you know? find like, out about the other brother. Yes, you um, know where Sloth comes in, and it's just this this the scenes where they're playing jump rope, Slothy, yeah. and then it catches them, and they're trying to to like reason with him. Yeah, no. was one of my favorite yeah. scenes. You know, remember we were going to get your teeth fixed. Yeah, yeah. And then we spent the money on Francis's toupee. Yeah. You know, I don't wear a toupee. I, mean, I don't wear these, these two are very much the comedic versions of Sonny and Michael. Oh my because god! Yes, you've got yes, you've got absolutely. You've got the, the hot tempered muscle, and you've got the the Wait a brains minute. of Does it. Does that make Sloth Fredo? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that explains a lot. I yes. Fredo. <laughs> Jeez. You broke my heart, Brando. <laughs> anyway, um, but yes, as far as you know, did they go on a fishing trip that ended badly? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were on a boat. They were on a boat. He's not on a boat. And uh, we'll get into that in a minute. But uh, yeah, it was with Francis and Jake. I just loved the idea of you know, there's that that underlying bitterness, hatred, but he's still your brother kind of mm-hmm. thing, you know. You ain't got to like him, you got to love him right. kind of feel. Right, And right. these two guys <laughs> For Ma's that. sake. You know, yeah, that's for Ma's sake, because exactly, you know. Do it for your mother, and if you don't do it for your mother, she's going to beat the crap out of you and make you love him. Or what was the, the scene where there's like, somebody needs to go down there, well, Mama's dark, and she pulls the pistol on oh, her. <laughs> Again, don't fuck with Ann Ramsey. Exactly. <laughs> Mama Fratelli will mess you up. packing heat, baby, packing heat. <laughs> But just, there were so many little elements in this movie. And again, it's it's. I think this is different than some of the other movies that we've covered this summer where they were much more slower paced and they kind of built the storylines and things like that. Where this one was just foot to the floor well, the minute it started to the minute it ended. In a lot of ways, you know, there is a little downtime. Um, 
especially when they start talking about the whole one eye willy thing. You know, yeah. But here's the thing: yeah. it's not it's not slowly paced at all. No. Well, you've got to establish wonderful. the storyline again. When we talked about the never-ending story a couple episodes ago, and I talked about that BS scene where he Bastion goes and screams Moonchild into the the storm, you know. Okay, no, no, no. This movie showed you this is how you use a storm to enhance the movie. Yeah. Yeah. When they're in the attic, and he's telling the one-eyed Willie so when they're looking at the map and all yep. this kind of stuff, and the lightning, cl- you know, the thunderclap and the flash of lightning, and the, it's like there's this this feeling, like this ominous feeling around it yep. all, but it's also like exciting. Where it's, it's like I don't know how many times when we were kids where mm-hmm. we, you know, like they're all huddled around, yeah, this one you thing know, whatever that, it is. It, it's it's, it's the whole. Not only is this a wonderful way to set up the mythos. Mm-hmm. Of the story that you're going to be going after, this is very much going back to the days of sitting around the campfire. Yes, very yeah, much so. Absolutely. And ghost stories, exchanging and, yeah, the stories exactly. and all that. And, exactly. You know, how many times did you get caught in a thunderstorm where you're all now gathered in a oh, tent yeah. around a flashlight trying to stay or, or, dry? Even there's no, a, what, there's or, nothing to do but sit and tell stories. Even right. in a bedroom. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, you know, oh, hey, it's raining. and We got to go inside, and you're sitting in you're sitting in either yours or your friend's bedroom. Yeah. There's three or four of you there, or and camping out in your living yeah, room or with whatever friends, it is. Yeah. You know, and, and, and let's call it what it is. This movie is a live action D and D campaign. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. In some ways, it's true. yeah, it's true. I mean, yeah, everybody yeah. was a specialist, so yeah, it kind of makes sense. It's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And let me just say, kind of going back to the Fratellis on this, I honestly think this is the first time that I can remember seeing a movie that made me terrified of opera. <laughs> when he starts singing, he's singing Madam yeah. Butterfly, know, and I'm know, like, know, yeah. "What the no?" Yeah, <laughs> well, again, it's that, it's that whole you think he got away. Yeah, he's, Chunk's going for he's going for help. He's yeah. going for blah blah, and one car he flags down is the Fratellis, you know. And it's yep. well, and when he notices it, did you hear what the the transition? Mm-hmm. So the minute he realizes it's the Fratellis, Chunk starts praying. Yeah, he starts going through the canter, you know, 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 and 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 all of a sudden the uh, the the uh, Jake starts singing. I know, Madame Butterfly. I know, I know. It's 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 so you know. Is the this movie, a perfect movie? Yeah, is this? A, I mean, I think it. If might it's be. not, it's damn close. I, I can tell you where there's one flaw in this movie. Well, there's a couple. Well, but, but one in particular. At the end of the movie, yes, when they're on the beach and mm-hmm. they're reunited with the parents, yeah, you know, and all that stuff. You're gonna talk about the octopus, yes, yeah. And I remember, there's, like, there's I a did, reason for that. I though. did not catch that when I initially saw it. The way that I caught that was, again, I think my cousin had the storybook, yep. And there was, you know, because it was one of those things you know, with the storybooks. It was like you know, like what, twenty five, thirty pages or something, something like, like that, that. Yeah. and they would have like stills. pictures, stills from the yeah. movie and stuff. And there was a picture of Martha Plimpton in the water, and you can see the octopus behind yep. her. Yeah, I know exactly what you're and talking about. And then when they get to the end of the movie, you know, he said, oh, the, what was the scariest part? Oh, it was the octopus. It was like, and it's like, all right, I want to see this octopus scene. Yeah, it's, it's and from it's, what and I understand, it's kind it, of, it didn't work. Right. Donner wasn't happy with it. Right. They filmed it, right. but it didn't work, so they just, they was like, for time's sake and for continuity's sake, they're going to cut it out, because the whole thing was supposed to take place after they all jumped off the, the ship, ship. Yeah. Correct. you know, before right. One-Eyed Willie sails away, there was supposed to be an octopus in that bay, and it was supposed to catch it. And that's what's actually supposed to take down the Fratellis. Oh, okay. Uh, that was the whole thing, is that they get away from it. The Fratellis, they thought, were taken down by it, and then they wash up on the beach. Okay, so. okay. That, but, but that was... I know that that 
film footage wound up in a long cut scene that was on the DVD or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. It's like, it's, you can't really find, it's there, but it's not. And you know, honestly, it's, it's um, only like, it's not very long. It's like no, a minute and a half, yeah, it's not, that, you know. But it's still one of those things, kind of one of those like, hey, they talked about an octopus. We never got to see the octopus. Where's the well, octopus? Well, and did you, you catch the, the, one of the flubs that I love is that uh, Sean Astin, at one of the very, very first scenes where Brandt is in there, they're having a conversation and he calls him Josh. Mm. <laughs> He, and it's still in the movie. It's kind of like Luke calling Leia Carrie at yes. the end. Of- <laughs> yes. You got to leave him in there. Uh, it's, it's, it's the Easter egg. It, it yeah. pre- I mean, it's it's one of those things. You're dealing with child actors. Right. I They're going to make it. mistakes. Yeah, well, with, dealing with adults are going to make mistakes. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's <laughs> perfect example. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, right. So something we hadn't touched on yet, boys. Let's talk about the soundtrack. Sydney Lopper. Oh. Goonies oh, are good. Ario Speedwagon. Well, here's the thing. There are two music videos. Yes, for Goonies are good enough. Yeah, uh, and it's kind of cool. twelve minutes long. I love the fact that it's basically a to be continued. You know, where they go through. You've got the kids from the movie and that kind of stuff, and they're on the bridge that's starting to wash out. And at the very end of the video, Cindy Lauper sitting there, and she says, uh, "She says, uh, Steven Spielberg, how are you going to write me out of this one?" And then it pulls out to Steven Spielberg in an editing bay, watching it, and he turns to the camera and goes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's talk for just a minute. Who else was in that, though? Yes. Uh, because you of course, had, Captain Lou Albano. Oh, you had Roddy like, Piper, the Iron Piper, Sheik, exactly. Nikolai Volkov, Lou Albano. I Because this is the rock and wrestling connection. Exactly. Era. Absolutely. Really yeah. Link yeah. that all together. But yeah, Dave's right. You had Ario Speedwagon on this. You also had the Bengals yes. were on this. I mean, there was a lot of those that kind of came through. And the only, when they filmed the, the video, mm. the only main character that wasn't in there was Carrie Green. She did not, she's not okay. in the video. Okay. Everybody else well, that's is. Right. That's right. Yeah. Because remember they had like the, the t-shirts that said Goonies? Yeah. And I they're think, out of spot. There. You know, it's like, yeah. It's, I yeah, think yeah. at that point she was filming Lucas. Yeah. So, been, so. but, uh, that's Luther all. Vandross was on this. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, there was a lot that. of little, you know, it, uh, you know, <laughs> there are some great moments in this movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. When they're, you know, going through the caverns and they realize that they are in the wishing well. Yes. That speech that Mikey gives about all of these are somebody's wishes. These oh, are, yes. you know. And then mouth. This one's like, This mine. was mine and it's not coming true. And so I'm taking all these other ones because, yeah. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> and it's one of those things where it's like, it's, it's a very, for mouth, it's a very like, serious moment of him kind of like t- putting down the, pa- the facade yeah. and being like no yeah, I uh, wish that, that I wasn't going to have to move and it didn't come true so I'm taking all this because he's been making know? light of it the yeah, whole time it's well like, oh, we're but gonna, you know. it's kind of hard for me to give it too much merit for the scene that happened immediately before it where he's going through the coins and like uh, Lincoln um, Jefferson, Martin, <laughs> Martin Sheen. Sheen. Yeah. Martin Sheen, that's President Kennedy. Well, he played Kennedy in a movie. <laughs> well, the thing about it is is that that's who he, that's the character that Mouth plays yeah. the whole time. Right, right. And, and this, let's be honest, and then, Mouth is playing a character. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Because yeah. that's his defense mechanism. Right, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And then when, Very Gen X. <laughs> and then when um, Mikey turns around and goes, no, you got to leave him here. That's when Mouth gets pissed, and right. it's like, no, screw you, dude. Right, right. He goes, right. and that's when you see the the switch flip, right, instantly. And right, it's like you know, and, hey, and no, screw you. Everybody's been dealing with this thing in their own way, yeah. And now he's tired of, he's, he's tired, tired of, of putting on a brave face, basically, yeah. Right, is what it comes down to. 
Yeah. All right. Well, there's two things we got to talk. Well, actually, there's there's a couple more. But there's, there's more than a couple. Yeah. Well, <laughs> one, you were talking about the reunions. There's actually been a couple. There's of been a couple. Reunions. I know they did one in Astoria where they actually got together to watch the movie. That's in what? Well, they've done a, a, they've done a table read a four of the movie. or five or something like right. That. That's when they actually made Goonie Day, which right. I believe is June seventh. Yeah, 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 yeah. But recently, uh, in 2020, and and Don't love that, him or hate him, picture Josh Gad. Actually, yeah, did the, a table thing, the table well, read. The table read where he got it's called Reunited Apart, where it was designed to um, raise funds for the Center to, for Disaster Philanthropy, and they had all the cat, the living cast members come back together on this. Um, they also had Donner, Spielberg, and Columbus. Mm-hmm. Even Cindy Lauper made an appearance on it. And I was like, that's really got freaking to have cool. I remember I mean, watching this. I that, was like, I am totally watching. That, that was that, so I mean, freaking that cool. That song is so integral. Like woven into that movie, yeah. You just have to, you know. Well, and they also did another uh, a virtual reunion when they did a, a the the broadcast for a bunch of different outlets, right? Where they were doing the table read again, and the thing that I loved was that they had other people that were imposing the the people that had passed, like mm-hmm. Josh Gad did the voice of Sloth, mm-hmm. um, Kristen Bell did Irene Walsh because that actress had passed yeah. away, uh, but the best one was Mama Fratelli was Gene Smart. Oh yeah, I can hear that. <laughs> and the, the the narrator on all of this was Carrie Elways. Nice. I was nice. like, that was that that's, that made that's that's pretty good. Uh, do you remember the the photo that went around a few years ago? It was Sean Astin and Corey Feldman and um, the guy that played Data and the guy that played Chihuahua. Yeah, and or and Chunk, uh, and they they basically reenacted the whole like they're standing there with the map. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you know? okay. And, and yeah, it was yeah. like, okay, that right there is all the reunion I need. That's it. You want to get together and do something like that? That's fine. I mean, that is, you know, they've done the same thing with like um, um, um the Sandlot. Yes. Where they've gotten the, yeah. they've gotten the car- yeah, or, or you know, or they've they've had them like at certain parks where it's like, hey, we're gonna have this day where we're gonna have you know it's Sand Sandlot Day or whatever. They you do know. that whole recreate the photo. Yeah, exactly. Thing. And I'm yeah. like, I'm down with all that kind of stuff. I just don't want to see actual sequels. We did kind of get a sequel to this movie though. It was a Nintendo game called The was, Goonies 2. Well, it's terrible. Yeah, we were gonna. I was saving to go into the sequel talk as well as the game. And there but, have been multiple. There was what was it? Goonies Never Die was supposed to be gone into con- so like twenty years ago or so. It's because DataSoft is the company that actually Datasoft, owns the rights yeah. for this, and they had a Goonies video game for. Because you got to remember, in the eighties, if you had a successful movie, there was probably a video game at least to one. It. Yeah, you had to have one. Yeah, but uh, they did. There was a like, platoon video game yeah, on the. Oh NES. god, it was horrible. I too. know. Uh, but because uh, they sold it over to Konami, mm-hmm. and Konami was the one that actually made it for the the console devices. Right. They had uh, an '86. They made the one for Nintendo, the original mm-hmm. NES. That was the Goonies, and then they had this weird, weird, weird one with Goonies Two, mm-hmm. where for some reason Andy is a mermaid. Sure. I was like, what? <laughs> What was this? Because of video games. Okay. I was <laughs> cursed one eyed Willie. Yeah, it's yeah. just I just strange. And I mean they've had several other very video games, even up as recently as um uh two thousand seven, uh Chrysler Jeep actually had uh the they called it the Goonies Return to Astoria mm-hmm. and they put a flash based game on their vid- on their website. Oh, okay. That's even know which uh one. you know, you have to go around and catch the or um, capture the different pieces of the, the balloon to you know, race the Fratellis to One-Eyed Willie's right, treasure. Right. You know, it's a it's a cute idea, and I like the fact that those little elements are still floating around today. 
you know, you're still getting. This is still a beloved. Oh God, yes. Love God, yes. Movie. You know, I mean, it, we've sat here for 45 minutes gushing about this thing. I mean, yeah. it just. And well, I'm, when you I'm, can sum up done, the when, so, <laughs> when you sum up the plot that distinctly and that short without the least bit of ire, mm-hmm. yeah, that says no, that that's green you know, volumes that, right there. I, like I said, I started off to making one of my smart ass, you know, summaries. I was like, no, this movie's too good for that. Like, this is this movie deserves better. It does. Yeah. <laughs> it does. There are other movies that deserve better, but Alan no, won't let it happen. No, 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 there weren't. So. Well, and so there's there's been you you mentioned about remakes and and sequels and stuff like that. There's been rumors of those for years. Nobody this had movie. better touch this movie. There, well, that's the funny thing is they'll they'll start one and then one of the cast members will say, "No, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do I know. this." The only and, they, one, and I'm glad I'm glad yeah, the cast they just is leave saying it like, as no, it is. No. You know, they they don't want to do anything now. God, I hope they never do a remake. There is one exception on this that I would have loved to have seen. Mm. In 2020, February 12th, 2020, Fox had ordered a pilot for a series from Sarah Watson, the woman that does the bold type. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, is about a woman helping film students create a shot-for-shot remake of the movie. <laughs> I would have killed to have seen this. Yeah, that's taking that whole Raiders of the Lost Ark thing. Yes, you know, but that the, would, I mean, mm-hmm. if you're going to do it, know, if you're going to make a sequel to this or you're going to do a remake of this, that's the way you do it with a budget of 15 bucks. you know? Yeah. I want to see that. Well, I, you know, the thing is, is they had already done that to another movie, though, kind of. Well, they've done several. Well, but you remember when, um, <laughs> oh, what was that? What was that short-lived app that, like, you could watch stuff on your phone, like movies on your phone? Um, what, Vine? No, since then. This is just a few years ago. Uh, Quibi. Quibi? No. Oh. Where, where they did that shot-for-shot shot remake of um, The Princess Bride, but they had a bunch of different people. Yes filmed their own it was all famous actors and but stuff. it was amazing but you know it ended did you did you see it no okay mm-hmm. this is how the movie ends the final shot of the movie when it comes back to you know the grandfather and you know it's um fred savage no it starts off with fred savage yeah. and uh, i think peter falk was still alive at that point <laughs> i can't I, remember, I can't remember exactly what it was. but no the final shot mm-hmm. is um meathead Oh, uh, uh, the Rob director, Reiner. Rob Reiner, and um, his dad. This is Carl. Right, Carl, right before he died, oh. it was him in the grandfather's nice. role, and it was Rob Reiner in the Fred Savage role nice. for the last scene of the movie. It's like that is perfect. Nice. That is absolutely perfect. See, you know, and, and there, there's been a few ideas that have been pitched around about mm-hmm. that as far as how to remake that and how to retell it if you're going to do it. And quite frankly, if you're going to do that, to me, that idea. Of you know doing a movie or a film or a TV series on somebody doing this on a shot for shot, yeah, that's the way you do something like this because you definitely don't want to try to to rehash. Well, or I have tell the story. I have I have one addendum to go on that. Okay, if you're gonna make a movie about kids making a shot for shot remake of this movie, yep, it better damn well be set in the 1980s. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you necessarily need to do that because no, I'm saying that's what I need for this. Okay, speech. all right, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> you know, I can't. I I mean, it, it just maybe early '90s. Okay? okay, but I can't. 
especially even when you, when you get into the 2000s and the 2010s, if you if you said it there or even today, it's, it's too like, easy to it's just do it with cell phones. Way too easy to yeah. do. I mean, it's just like, like it's got to be something that you struggle with. It's something that you can't just kind of like that Raiders of the Lost Ark remake. Right. That took them, what, 15 years to complete yeah. or something because it's one of those things. It's like, okay, well, we can shoot this. We can shoot it. Well, we don't have the props to do this. And so we have to go back. Somebody's got to go back to work. And to so, make money to yeah. Get and these, so you yeah. see these kids grow up over yeah. a, a long period of time. And it's like, no, that's the perfect way to do a shot for shot remake. Right. And it, again, if you're fan made, anyway, yeah, yeah. I, I would love to see a fan make of this. And then there's a it. perfect way to not to do a shot for shot remake. And that is, uh, you know, Psycho. And Oy. Oy. <laughs> Gus Van Zant coming off of Goodwill Hunting, having all the clout and all of the, I want to do a a project, you know, a vanity call, project. Yeah. And what did he call do? your own shot? Kind Goes of. for one of the greatest movies ever by one of the best directors ever. And just completely does not get it. Yeah. You know, oh, just miss the mark entirely. Oh. But with this one, I mean, oftentimes we will look at the movies that we cover and we talk about with such a level of reverence mm -hmm. of just, you know, this is the end all be all penultimate of, you know, Gen X, it's rare that all three of us can look at a film or a song or anything that we're just going and all agree and all mm -hmm. agree exactly. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those ones. This is one that I don't care who you talk to if they're of this era, if they grew up in the early to mid 80s. Let's put that, let's, let's, let's put that, make sure we put a pin in that. Yeah. If you grew up in this era and yeah. saw this movie, yeah. you love it. I know people who are younger who absolutely hate this movie well they're wrong i know and but the millennials it, but should be quiet but, okay uh, and that 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 opens the door because i would really be curious to see why they hate this movie what is it about this this movie? person i'm talking about yeah. is a complete film snob okay just, well you know. you know uh but it's just kind of one of those things where it's like dude seriously oh no not no not no it's a different one oh. same group but different person. Oh. Oh. Uh, but it's one of those things that it's just kind of one of those like Shut up! And again, he is a millennial, and well, it's like shut up, okay? Because you don't know what you don't know what you're talking about. Well, so. I think it, you you can argue the minutia on you know is this shot well? Is this lit well? Are the costumes and costuming good? You know all those kinds of little nuances to it. And to a point, I could say, all right, well, you could do that with anything. But to me, I would really struggle to find because I mean, even just going back and seeing like Mouth wearing the Purple Rain T-shirt, right? Or Which you know, perfect for the era. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, oh, no, 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 the Purple Rain T-shirt as well as the members only jacket, the members only yep. jacket, and yeah. that feathered hair. Yes, that was so popular in the mid, and he's combing, combing it. it. Well, you always oh, had the comb yeah. in the back pocket. You know, you know like, I mean, yeah. just those little it, bonus points if it had been a switchblade comb. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, just those little elements, you know, chunk. Yeah, in he might the, be a member of the JAS at that point. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Another talking. wrestling reference. <laughs> <laughs> you're killing me. But, you know, that's chunk a different in the movie. Hawaiian shirt. Killing me, Smalls. You know, <laughs> you know, chunk in the Hawaiian shirt. And just right, right. And the trucker hat. The trucker hat. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? Yes, very much. Very uh, just, much. There's... there's those things were so synonymous. Oh no no, Brand with his uh, he's working Girls. out. And he's, but he's using that that uh, that thing that, that spring that spring oh, thing. Yeah. yeah, he's doing the all chest the expander. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. just like wow, that is so 1980s. It's not even. Well, and or, he has, or like or he like the, the headband on. Yeah. You know, the, it's like and the, the grip, sleeveless shirt. And the sleeveless shirt and the, the, the hand the, the, yeah, the grip, grip things yeah, that you would yeah, use to try to build up your forearm. Yeah, I mean just everything about this. Yes, it's a time period. You know, a time capsule. Yes, but it doesn't feel dated. No, that's the whole thing. It's like outside of outside of a couple references and that kind of stuff yeah it could be set anytime yeah. yeah well maybe not because 
Only Gen Xers had that level of parents just not giving a single fuck where they are. Well, that, but I think so it's <laughs> any kid that has ever wanted to go out on an adventure, any kid that ever went... Let's be honest. If this was if this movie were, were made with uh, starring millennials or Gen Z, those kids would have never gotten off the front porch, and this thing would have never happened. That movie would be over fun. in like 10 or, minutes. Or, you if know, they had, <laughs> or if they had gotten off the front porch... The parents would have called the cops already. Right. Yeah. The FBI would would be out looking for They'd them. They'd be tracking just, by their phone. I'm, exactly. You know? it just, uh, and, and I think that, you know, to your point, I think that's something that's kind of lost because, and I think that's one of the reasons why this movie holds up so well is that it still brings back that moment of going out in the woods with your friends mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. when we went exploring, out to play, you know, you either got home before the streetlights came on or you ended up on Unsolved Mysteries as nature, nature intended. intended. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> that is still one of my favorite memes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. It is. Yeah. It is. It's and, like, and, uh, and I think this is, the, we've talked a, a lot about certain movies that capsule that element you know explorers is a good example of that space camp is a good example of that you know those types of movies where it's these kids that are forced to kind of figure stuff out on their own Mm -hmm. and that whole exploration element of it and i really i would love to see something in modern day try to to show what that's supposed to be why do you just want to have people sitting around with their phones googling stuff well but even that i mean you know the to me, you you take that element, and, and also put, believe me, with the fact that we're all carrying around a supercomputer in our pocket, it's one of those things where you have to disable that somehow to even make it even make the stakes even seem like they matter. You mean you like know? having them go through tunnels underground where it's about a mile deep where you can't get a okay, signal? Okay, that's fine, but it, but it's one of those things. That or I, you that's a great a gi- plot device. Or you, you know? land in a giant puddle after going down the coolest water slide ever. Or maybe we'll have like an EMP go off, and so nobody has any. Well, there's that. That's, that's you know, a different story. <laughs> which, by the way, there's speaking of the water slide, that's a legit water slide. Right. They actually built that thing for the movie, and apparently the cast would go sneak in afterwards and. Ride. I would. I don't Why know what you're talking about. You? I'm yeah. telling you, man, that thing I is would, free awesome. access 100%. to a great water slide. Well, I know yeah. that you know there is a in Astoria, Oregon. There is yes. a, was it the Goonies tour or whatever it yeah. is like where yeah. you can like go and they'll show you all the places. This was well, not, they had know? to restrict that a little bit because they found that some of the the it was private property. Yeah, and they had to to go through. And the funny thing is, there's elements of it that weren't actually filmed in Oregon. Oh, they yeah. were filmed in like California. Right, on the right. coast, so it's nowhere yeah. near where they were supposed to be. But uh, I, I still would love to go up there and see like the three the three rocks out in the absolutely, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff, to, and hold up the doubloon and yeah. kind of, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's such a good movie. It's, I, I I don't even know what to say about it anymore because it, it's rare that we gush over. I know, movie this way. and this is I, I I find no real faults with this movie whatsoever. It's it is you know. I don't want to find faults with this movie. I'm going full Pontius Pilate here. I'm washing my hands. I find no fault with this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Hey, be careful. He's going to cut the film in two. Anyway... um, Uh, That's Solomon. (laughs) Well, you know, hey. But I I just... I don't know if I necessarily find, you know, I don't think this movie is flawless, but I think to to your point, I think it's kind of like... You don't really want to look for the flaws. No. You know, you're so happy with the story and the characters well, and the moment let, and the music and all the elements put it together perfectly on this. Th- there are no, to put it in, in perfect Gen X parlance here, yes. there are no eye roll moments in this. You know, no, I mean, there's it's really like, not. That's, that's the biggest and thing. And even on a rewatch, yeah, there's if, not. If you, if you, you know, 
almost 40 years later, sitting here watching this movie and like, I never once was like, oh, please give me a break. I was never once doing that. It was like, no, 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 this makes perfect sense for this, you know, well, this movie and the time period if, and everything. If there was a moment that I watched it and saw and thought, well, that didn't hold up. I, I can't really recall it. Uh, I think there's a... No. I th- I think there's there may be a uh, there, comment or two. As you were saying, there's a, there's a couple of things where it's a you would never get away with putting that in a movie now. Yeah, but fair. little things because that's what we talked in the eighties. Yeah, let's be honest. I mean, it's, okay. Oh, it something we didn't talk about. Yes. And, and and this again, this is a kids movie. Uh huh. Quote unquote. The whole thing with the statue of David. <laughs> oh. That's mom's favorite part. Uh, I know. You put it on upside I, I down. Know. If, if we were designed that way, we'd go around pissing in everybody's face. It's like, <laughs> I mean, it's like, and this is best, a kid's movie. Okay? The best it's part like, is they're trying to hide it from... I know. Comes like, what, what is, is that? that? What is that? Huh? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, it's just... Oh, man. But that, but it's just... That whole sequence <laughs> is hilarious. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, honestly... Is this rewatchable? 100%. Absolutely. Yes. Is this something that you should show to your kids? I would say yes. When they're proper age. <laughs> I mean, I think if they can understand the idea yeah, of going yeah. and hanging out with friends and, and getting into adventures, then absolutely. Yes, absolutely. This is uh, this is definitely one I'm going to show my kid yeah. when I feel like he's old enough Eventually, to watch it. Eventually. Yeah. Not, not at eight. I'm going to wait a couple more years at least. So it's, uh, uh, But yeah, that's... Uh, Go watch the Goonies. Definitely. I mean, just no. Don't go watch it. Go buy a hard copy of it. And yeah, keep it in I think your they collection. did a really nice Blu-ray uh, of it a few years ago. Yeah. that had a whole bunch of extra stones. I think I think it had one of the reunions. Well, like, I know it had panels. the video of uh, the the twelve minute video. Yeah. of that as well as the short version of it. Yeah. So, um, but uh, but yeah, again, guys, if you're you know. We we encourage you. We want to hear your your point of view on these movies that we've been talking about, especially this one because it's such a big pivotal movie for all of us. And let's be honest: without this, you don't get Stranger Things. Yeah, it doesn't happen. No, yeah, I mean you're not wrong. You, you, you know exactly. It, no, the, I, yeah, this is very much the the blueprint that they oh, used. One hundred percent. One hundred smaller cast, but all the same elements yeah so, absolutely so, so uh, we need you to go over and join our discord server absolutely. and come over yes. and ch- join the conversation um we have a really good community of we people do. over there that you know and they have a so lot of fun. especially yeah. i mean she is constantly posting she stuff, brings and, you know, the best halloween she, stuff <laughs> she brings the best everything over uh, you're there, not you know? wrong i mean I know. that I is kind of like my giant inflatable michael myers that one. was pretty cool <laughs> dude i'm so thinking about getting one of those for the house but you know we have we do we have her we've got you know stupaka and butter spider and um um hold on i'm bringing what's up. her name um uh, Blueberry Muffin seventy seven. Oh, and yeah. Sparks. I yeah. mean, yeah, and, and as well as you know, of course, the three of us are on there, and our bra guy. And uh, excuse I mean, me, the infamous Amy, infamous Amy, which or the fiance, the fiance, which I told her that you, you can't change that once you. <laughs> well, now it's become the financee. The so. financee. <laughs> there you go. Yes, there you go. There Makes you perfect go. sense. There you go. But yeah, but but as well as so many others, you yeah. know. I mean, and uh, we, I mean, we we have fun over there. We well, have and a also good time. email us. I mean, oh yeah, yeah please absolutely. email us. We would love to get. To oh, we've got our Instagram about. We forget about uh, CXK. Oh yeah, yep. and 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 go to our Instagram. We have links for all this stuff in the yes. show notes. Um, oh, we go there. About fast car. 
and uh, we just yeah, it's such it's such Rolling. a great, it's such a great, all right. <laughs> You're gonna go through the name, everybody. Oh yeah, <laughs> what is um, this? Like the Mickey Mouse Club? You doing yes, the roll call? Exactly. What are you doing? <laughs> hey, they, they're active members. They deserve to be noted. Uh, fair, fair point. Yeah, fair and, point. And we do get we get John from GXG over there yes. on, on occasion. He comes over and shakes his fist at yeah, us. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> like, didn't we teach you any better? It's, like, <laughs> it's the older brother. He's he's the brand. Of the <laughs> That's it. That is it. That is one hundred percent it. <laughs> oh my gosh, John! If you're listening to this, congratulations, buddy. Get you a chest expander. There you okay, go. <laughs> you're going you're to grow up to be Thanos one yes. day. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be pissed at Deadpool, so you know you'll be fine. You know? That works. I am Deadpool. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. I'm Alan Smith. I'm the other guy, Big Dave, and I'm Barry. <laughs> and we will see you next time because Goonies never say die. <laughs> see ya.